1: Greetings and welcome, all people of the earth and all of the galaxies beyond. My name is RJ Ochoa. This is the SB Nation NFL Show. This specifically is Monday Football Monday, the show where we react to all of Sunday's NFL action. Going to have a great time, myself and Pete Tweeney, in just a moment. But before we begin, a reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL.com only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, men, as mentioned, my name is R.J. Ochoa. Uh, you can listen to me, see me at of the Boys, ESPN Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content. You can also see me here on Monday Football Monday. We do stream this live on the ESPN Nation NFL Facebook page and Twitter page. We also, of course, have the SB Nation NFL show podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things make our hearts soar. I cover the Cowboys, my cohort here on Monday Football Monday. Pete Sweeney covers the Kansas City Chiefs for Arrowhead Pride, which is why he has slept a grand total of, I'm going to guess, Pete Sweeney, 39 minutes since uh, the Chiefs won their 900th game in a row against the Denver Broncos on Sunday Night Football.
2: Yeah, it's been 12 games in a row. It feels like 900 at this point, I'd imagine, in Denver. And I have slept for a combined four hours right now, which is actually better than I I typically will get for Sunday Night Football. So I'm I'm feeling okay. My voice is a little bit different. I don't don't know why it sounds like this, but I'm going to push forward.
1: You know, I had a glamorous weekend, Pete. Uh, Cowboys had the mini buy coming off Thursday Night of Football. Hey, ima- imagine, Pete. Imagine not winning a game in primetime in week 13 of the 2021 NFL can't. season. I, I mean, I just can't imagine it. You know, I, I know you can't imagine it. The fraudulent Denver Broncos can't imagine it. But I had some time to ponder something that I wanted to throw throw at you before we begin. Yeah, if if please. you're okay with that.
2: I, I love when you throw things at me. Right. So,
1: so we've established here that the weather outside is frightful and the fire is so delightful and we've Mm -hmm. got no place to go so you know the the general premise here is like hey we're stuck the fire's great everything's awesome let it snow right if it's if it's wonderful in here let it be chaos outside you with me 100 percent. right okay so uh, a few measures later okay a few measures later oh the fire is slowly dying i mean we're talking Mm -hmm. a grand total of maybe 45 seconds later the fire has gone from being delightful to now is slowly dying Although I think you could say like isn't any fire slowly dying theoretically in in the Um, sense
2: of a song too I mean some songs could last for years and years you know it could be a time continuum type of situation but again
1: after the the line you know the The fire is time machine. Oh, great point. But if the fire is slowly dying, they're still saying to let it snow. So at this point, you know, like hypothermia could be setting in if you're asking for snow and you don't have right. a fire. It seems a bit of an irresponsible way. Someone go way get me. the blankets Yes. the exactly. fire is dying out. Actually, somebody go get the hot tub uh, to I your point. You know what? This voice may come may <laughs> into me being a... You're a uh, singer at some You're like Phoebe Buffet Pete. when she had the cold, and you know, yeah. the dark version of Smelly Cap. Then you're just um, forever just trying to
2: get the cold back again. So you can
1: take like that again. Pete and I are in joyous moods, not because it is the holiday season, not because the Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs were victorious on primetime this week, but Pete, because where we start first, the Detroit Lions. And everybody get your hands up from the 313 because they are Ooh. 1 10 and Ooh. 1. Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, the whole crew, 29-27 walk-off game winner like Chauncey Big Shot Billups back That's at the right. Palace at Auburn Hills. The Lions, Pete Tweeney, get on the board this season with a win over the Minnesota Vikings. We have to start here.
2: Yeah, palms are sweaty, mom spaghetti. Congratulations to the, the Lions on, on a big win. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be another one of those Dan Campbell situations where he made the wrong move going for it on fourth down. I was thinking about you when they decide to go for it on 4th down. We
1: have a contentious subject with one game to get to that I think we'll argue on, but go ahead. From
2: their own territory. And what an a, a onion-filled move to, to go for it. Does not work out. Looks like they blew it. The Vikings were going to snicker away and, and manage the win. Did anyone who watches football for any amount of time in America think that Jared Goff was capable of that throw? No.
1: The answer is no. And um, so
2: what an improbable victory.
1: So I think where the Lions deserve a little bit of credit, a um, little bit more than maybe you're willing to give them, is they almost beat Minnesota last time. And, mm. and remember, there was the, the crazy, again, incidentally, we will get into this uh, with Rachel's Baltimore Ravens, um, but they went for two at the very end. The Lions did to go for the win again in their initial meeting with the Vikings. They got it. Um, and then Kirk Cousins was able to go down and score, get the game-winning field goal, and there just wasn't, you know, there wasn't the time for that. This was literally a walk-off situation. Uh, Jared Goff, not the world's best passer. We know that, but 25 of 41, 296 yards, three touchdowns, again, including the game winner. Um, Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, Pete Sweeney, 30 of 40, 340 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a passer rating of 116.7. boy, Um, boy Kirk. Here's the thing, like, and, you know, I can't wait to hear the podcast this week and hear them talk about it if they're still doing that thing. Um, but BLG immediately slacked st- Stats and I and said, what happened to Kirk Cousins? Here's the thing. I actually feel really bad for Kirk. Like, what's he supposed to do? Like, the fact that Minnesota let Detroit just go all the way downfield, score this game-winning touchdown, how is this on Kirk Cousins? Kirk Kirk did his job. I mean, I, I don't know how people, you know, th- this is just another Let's opportunity the, for
2: the- – the classic thing in the NFL, though, I mean, at, you got to come up in, in big situations and, and and do your job. And he did that, though. He threw a touchdown to Justin
1: Jefferson well, late in the game to take the <clears throat> I'm lead. I'm going to
2: go cliche here. <clears throat> if the Lions score 29, that means Kirk. What does he need, RJ? He needs to find a way to get 30. He's got to refuse to lose in that situation. I got to say something about the Lions here before we get back to the Vikings. This is an 0-10-1 team that came in. Did you see? this game where the fan base is still dressing up they're still into the game somehow which is is remarkable and to dan campbell's credit and i love to make fun of dan campbell it has become one of my favorite pastimes on the show but he has all these guys caring about this it's incredible <laughs> i think it's incredible you could tell how badly they wanted the victory like not that you're not gonna be super excited about your first victory but it was over the top Right, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you felt that way, but I just like couldn't believe how much the Lions still seem to care. Just literally only playing for the spoiler role.
1: They're the opposite of what their uniforms suggest. That just dull gray head to toe. You know, like got Lions. Seriously, you got, you got a remarkable shade of blue. You're working with here. Why are you drowning yourself in gray? <laughs> uh, but I agree with you, Pete. Uh, there are some fan bases who would not handle this as well. Some that some star defensive players in the NFL have referred to as toxic. You know, I don't think would would refer would would understand mm-hmm. you know the rigors of building uh, a championship team which is clearly what the lions are doing i mean look you know to your point it's awesome it's great to see the lions I'm ve- i think everybody's very happy like it's a really awkward thing like every week like are we really going to go you know 0 and 17 and then like oh no are we really going to go 0 16 and 1 you know like it's it's i'm happy for them they no longer have to deal with those questions
2: yeah if you look at the team stats of this game it's remarkable that the lions Really could win it. Where you had the Vikings, they had more first downs. They outgained them four twenty six to three seventy two. The Lions were two of eleven on third down, whereas the Vikings were six for for thirteen. Adam Thielen goes down in this game, and Justin Jefferson doesn't suffer at all. Justin Jefferson looks like the league's best receiver, and Justin Jefferson is twenty two that's crazy i i mean that that in itself is crazy and yet somehow the lions managed to win it that's football this is why we watch football so kudos to the lions on, on their big victory the vikings are done it's time to move on from uh, mike zimmer i know they gave him
1: extension it, you can't lose this game and you just can't you, can, you gotta be 36 out of this i was browsing um vikings uh the vikings subreddit and there was literally a a thread entitled this is our mega fire Mike Zimmer thread uh, we're consolidating all of them into one um, you say they're done and look I'm not you know I'm not saying there's there's promise with the Vikings I think they probably have to move on from Mike Zimmer once upon a time somebody on the Espionation NFL show picked him to be the first head coach fired this season um, no big deal but um, they are currently the nine seat in the NFC Pete uh, I mean we know Detroit's not well, not in the mix here by the way but um, they're I'm the gonna, nine seed. they're five start it. they're five start. and seven no, and, you no, know, and they so. don't have the tiebreaker over the 49ers because San Francisco beat them last week. Um, so, I mean, they need some help, um, but they're still I'm, in the I'm, mix. I'm watching Minnesota. I'm already, I've already
2: moved on from, to 2022 in Minnesota. I, I'm watching for my guy, offensive coordinator, Eric enemy, who has held a position in Minnesota before. That's where you
1: want him to go? Is I want him
2: to find a home. That could be anywhere. I, it really could, literally could be anywhere. You just okay. want them to find a place where they can make their own. And, and it could be. I don't care if it's all any of the 31 teams at this point. I, I want to see B N make get a job.
1: Right on. Okay. Um, congratulations to the Detroit Lions. Pete Sweeney is proud of you. We move on, Pete, now to, uh, to the PA, to the Pittsburgh PA, the banks of the three rivers where the Pittsburgh Great Steelers game. outlasted the Baltimore Ravens again. Shell's Baltimore Ravens. Sorry, Rachelle. Although I am about to stand for John Harbaugh. The decision piece that everybody's going to be talking about in the aftermath of this game. I saw Kyle Barber and the staff over at Baltimore Beatdown had an entire post dedicated to everybody's opinion on this at mm-hmm. the end of the game because final score is twenty to nineteen. The Ravens are down twenty to thirteen. They score a touchdown, uh, and well. Now is the time. Now is the time for analytics to show up, to decide who you're going to be, whether history is going to smile on you or call you a coward. John Harbaugh is a hero. He is a champion. He goes for two. Lamar Jackson misses Mark Andrews. You, you can argue it was a bad throw. Andrews should have caught it. I don't know. You can go either way. Um, and Baltimore fails to get the two-point conversion. Pittsburgh outlasts them. Um, so Pittsburgh improves to 6-5-1. and one. Meanwhile, Baltimore falls to 8-4. and four. Uh there is a new number one seat in the AFC and we will get there when we tease Monday Night Football. But Pete, your thoughts on this, the two point conversion. Uh this game was kind of slow. Um, it's just like a a, a wine, you know, they had to kind of yeah. uh what's it called when it when it like airs out, you know what I'm talking about? And they, they have the they have the fancy uh vases for it that like I, s- I just... stick out.
2: I'd like to get Kyle Barber on video after this this game. Oh, this a, this it all was, comes back. It all know, comes back. Dang! Look at this AFC where you have all four teams now with the four losses. We don't have to talk about that. I have a lot of takes about this. All right, so this is where the analytics community, in in in, in a sense, drives me a little nuts. And like, I respect analytics, so I don't want to come off on a guy as a guy who is is anti analytics. This is like the political hemisphere I'm I'm I, I'll even tell you like I'm a moderate I don't agree with a lot of e- either of the opinions and I'm probably a moderate when it comes to analytics as well whereas I think sometimes you really got to look at the percentages and you know I, I'm I'm to the point where if you're you've, there's got to be a gut to it too but the percentages got to be in your favor where if you're on the opposing 30 and you get to fourth down and your offense is rolling go for it it's a fourth and two go for it right because it's it's successful more than than it isn't what drives me crazy about the analytics community right now is they they say okay follow the numbers follow the numbers then you get the next gen stats ravens coach john harbaugh's decision to go for two with 12 seconds yeah i
1: don't i don't understand how next gen feels this way reduce personally
2: the percentage right so if we're following analytics, the analytics people should be like, "No, he should have kicked it there," but they don't. They aren't analytics people. They're aggression people. They're, that, they need uh, to rename themselves in title. I actually agree with the decision, not because of these dumb analytics, but because after he said to the, the staff or the, he said to the media, "Look, we were out of cornerbacks. They ended up losing Marlon Humphrey. They didn't want to go to overtime." Because seemingly lost up.
1: for the season, by the way. But, but go on.
2: Right. And, and they're already severely injured. So he made the decision, not because of the percentage, because he follows the percentages. He probably would have kicked it. He made the call because he was out of cornerbacks, which I respect. He was trying to buy himself time, get a victory, buy himself time to figure out the secondary heading into next week. And it just didn't happen. So it drives me a little bit nuts. And he and they, he was also asked about the play. And, and he referenced uh, how football is a, a game of inches. Great play by Watt to pressure Jackson. It just didn't end up working out for, for uh, Jackson connecting with, with Andrews. And he, yeah, he, uh, Harbaugh referenced Al Pacino and, and he could give it Sunday, Sunday. And how you have all these inches and you have to get the first down. And so for me, look, I have a lot of takes. But the biggest takeaway I have has nothing to do with next-gen stats. Has nothing to do with analytics. This is a Pete-Gen stat. The Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You talk about one player not making impact on a game. Well, I give you this. They are 6-2 and two when DJ Watt plays 80% of snaps. He might be the most important non-quarterback in the NFL because it is a different football team. It is a playoff football team with him on the field and a non-playoff football team with him off the field. And that's all I have to say about this game.
1: Um, so, for me... I'm glad that the Marlon Humphrey factor has swayed certain people to approving of John Harbaugh's decision, yourself included. I personally feel like that's the decision regardless of your roster at the moment. You, like I, I would, I, I mean, and, and say what you will about the play call. You have Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, just have Lamar snap it and run around and run into the end zone. That's Lamar. Like you have one of the most dangerous red zone weapons, in the NFL and granted Lamar is a great passer, but I just, I I would have loved to have seen that. I mean, that's generally, although like you, you mentioned, Marlon Humphrey was out. I mean, you know, the Steelers also had seven sacks on Lamar. Like that's another reason to, to go for the win right there. I mean, who knows? And you know, the take I hate. This isn't your Pete. Or yours, Pete, but you, you know, you've got Justin Tucker. You got the best kicker in the NFL. You kick the extra point. You go to overtime. Why? So that you like you. You have to at this point trust the extra point, which is seemingly a foregone conclusion. But you do have to trust. That is one variable. You have to trust the coin toss going your way. You have to trust getting a score again in a situation where your quarterback has been sacked seven times and a fourth quarter. You know, has the fourth quarter has been very kind to of the Steelers and then you either have to get a stop first or go score and then get a stop. Like it's too many variables versus the variable of just score on this one two point conversion. Um, I think that sometimes, and you kind of you know, hinted at this, I think sometimes we lump things we don't totally understand into the you know the analytics umbrella right it's like right. you ever like when you were a kid you had like bins you put certain toys away and like mm-hmm. you know pete's got his power rangers bin he's got his ninja turtles bin but then you got the one bin of, that's like a lot of wrestling the, figures yeah. well you've got the wrestling figurines but then mm-hmm. or action figures excuse me and then I'm you've got missing
2: the, my i'm actually still missing my undertaker action figures so whoever we'll, has it we'll i grew we'll up get with on me, that mm-hmm. someone return that for me timmy Wait, down the on. street give Let's it take, back me. rest in peace uh um,
1: sorry, but the, uh, you had the one bin, the one box, whatever, for like your one-off toys. You know what I'm saying? Like that was like, I don't really have a place to put this. They all just go in this random hodgepodge. That's what some things happen. That's like analytics is the hodgepodge for things we don't totally understand. Um, so I'm happy to see that you agree that John Harbaugh is a brave man. Um, you mentioned TJ Watt. Obviously he is spectacular Twelve pressures in this game. Now, the lo- six, 16 sacks in 10 games. He might break the record. We'll see. Um, but 10 games, I, I did want to say, Pete, I, I think Mike Tomlin deserves some flack for a comment he made at the end of this game. And we have all, I mean, there are very, very few things that we all here on the ESPN NFL show agree on, but we have all thrown roses at Mike Tomlin. They, the Steelers never fall apart with Mike Tomlin. He's a great coach. He's managing to, to get it done with this awful version of Ben Roethlisberger. Who, well, so after the game, he comes out and says, you know, They're so into analytics that they've come predictable now. You can can predict how they're going to act based (laughs) off of these analytics. Mike, I love you, but you're telling me you predicted Lamar's pass slightly being off to Mark Andrews? And what's more, Pete Tweeney, is Mike Tomlin called a timeout before the two-point conversion. So the Ravens are so predictable that Mike Tomlin had to call a timeout to gather himself and get his defense ready for the stop they had nothing to do with outside of TJ Watt. I mean, you'll
2: so like, I mean, you like this, R.J. I was walking out of Arrowhead Stadium last night. Who do I pop in with the the elevator? Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio didn't like this either. He told me oh. so I, I didn't like this at all. And I didn't like this this move, Vic and, Fangio. And it finally cost them. Yeah, it was a nice exchange. I said, R.J. says hello. Uh, oh, take care, Vic. Sorry about the game. See you week 18.
1: We'll get to Vic. Let's go now. Pete Tweeney to the land of Grey's Anatomy, Seattle, Washington, the original Washington football team is BOT. No, it was in Seattle. It was based in Seattle. Yeah. Um, the, oh, I forget the, coffee, the name of the.
2: Coffee and rain. I, I, and and now the crap. Oh,
1: and the and the
2: fish. And the, Sonics.
1: Th- the the fish thing, the fish throw super that they Sonics. do. Um, but uh, the Seahawks outlasting the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 23. This game, sorry, Pete, the actual Sunday night football game was super duper boring. And this game was supposed to be on Sunday night N- No, Please. this was a this was supposed to be Sunday night football, they, they and this would have been a joy to have watched Sunday Night Football. This game was back and forth, you know, mistake after mistake, turnover after turnover, drama after drama. The Seahawks, Pete Sweeney, um, have – is that a Seahawk noise? It might be. Um, I don't think so. But uh, the Seahawks have now swept the 49ers this season. They improved to 4-8. and eight. They are the 15th. Seed in the (laughs) NFC at the conclusion of week 13. Meanwhile, the 49ers who had strung together a nice couple of wins, the cycle continues, Pete. In the NFC West, the Seahawks own the Niners. The Niners own the Rams. The Rams own the Seahawks. And the Cardinals just hang out. Um, but 30 to 23, your thoughts on uh on on all of this mess.
2: Good to see the return of two NFL stars in this game. Return
1: of the two NFL stars. George Let's Kittle, the
2: <laughs> oh man, that actually—that uh, actually is my karaoke song. That, but that's beside the point. So George
1: Kittle, mm. man, I feel like a woman. But Shania Twain,
2: look, oh my goodness, hey, little oh, bear, George Kittle is back. Uh, I—it's it, taken a while, I think, for him to really—I feel healthy, and we've seen a couple of glimpses of it this year. But this was one of those George Kittle games. I know the 49ers ended up winning it. Also, Russell Wilson, it feels like he's finally healthy this year. It's, it's too little too late for, for Russ. Four and eight is just too too big of a hole, I, I think, for the Seahawks to, to get out of. I, I mean, it's not impossible, right? They could rip off five wins and maybe it falls back to them. But um, good to see Russ is just not falling off the face of the earth and, and he's still good and maybe it did have to do with injuries.
1: I think, I think that's a cop-out i think i mean I, i'm not blaming you but i think that's like now we want to like credit russ because well, he had a nice he, had, he
2: had limited potential now it seems like he has unlimited potential All right, carlos dunlap sacked uh jimmy garoppolo uh, for his safety in this game he had a a pass deflection at the end of the game for the goal line stand and i wrote this down another pete jen jen stat the PGF. 49ers have now been swept by the the Cardinals and the Seahawks, right? So the 49ers are sitting there at 6-6, and and maybe San Francisco is excited about that, but they've just beaten the LA Rams. That's the only team that they've beaten with a winning record. So do we really expect either of these two teams to make the postseason? I tend to think no. Seattle, to me, if it just had one less loss, I'd be more optimistic about it. I just don't see them running the table. And there's no way San Francisco has a good enough record at the end of all this to make the playoffs. So I I think both of these teams are on the outside looking at.
1: So Frisco, currently the 7th seed, currently the final wild card. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, we're in the the car during this game and the radio guy in San Fran has a great call. So you're a San Fran guy. I go Frisco, you go San Fran. I don't think you're supposed to do either thing, right? Um San Francisco a lot I of. I think syllables. the San
2: Franciscans get upset about either. I either think it's one San of
1: Franciscoans. I don't think it's San but Franciscans. I don't know who the radio announcer is, and
2: I'm, I'm 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 killing myself in in California right now. But he has such a a sound to the O, and when when San Francisco scores, it's like touchdown. San Francisco. That's a lot what? of, again, a lot of syllables. Um, I actually, that actually was a better job than I, I thought I, I would be able to do. But it, it it's a beautiful call. I mean, I it mean, does remind me a little bit of KC. In a
1: you, do, you do a lot of great jobs, you know, everywhere. I don't know why you would not have confidence in yourself. I was pleasantly experience.
2: surprised by me pulling off the impression there. Well, I, I, that's the first time I've ever tried to do it.
1: The 49ers currently sit and the NFC playoff picture, by the way, Pete, is is set through week 13. We have obviously Monday Night Football left. It's an AFC game. Um, So San Francisco at week's end is the seventh seed. They would travel to take on the Green Bay Packers in the in the wildcard run. Excuse me. uh, If the playoffs started today, they obviously don't. They are the NFC. Finally, Pete, has a situation where all of the playoff teams at the moment are 500 or better. Uh, but every team that is in the hunt, so to speak, has a record mm. below 500. Um, so we're going to get some real, 100%. uh, real low-quality teams there at the bottom. I, so, I, I don't know, think you know they're why, done. You know, that's my point.
2: You know why I, I, I like this because, and I'm, we haven't gotten to the game yet, but there's a certain team that's spicy right now, playing their style oh, of hard nose. No. Oh, no. We don't need a team named football. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I got it.
1: By the way, Don't George Kittle, nine catches, Heineke, a buck 81, two touchdowns for Kittle. Good for him. Let's go now.
2: Touchdown. How about the tiptoe touchdown?
1: Uh, Tw- so, Twinkittle. You're Thanks right. Like a little star. There, there are a few players, on, and I'm being this seriously. There are a few players who, when they are in their Super Saiyan mode, I tweeted this, are like that untouchable. Like it, yep. obviously, if you're going Super Saiyan, you're untouchable to a certain degree. But his Super Saiyan mode is ridiculous. I mean, he, he yeah. is one of the most fun players to watch when he is like all the way on. Uh, it's and, and you just like you hate when a team doesn't win that game. You
2: know what I mean? When right. they get
1: that type of performance, and so um, real v- shame. Yeah. For
2: Vintage guys. Kittle, if you will.
1: Right. Um, Okay. let's head to the desert where Mm. the Las Vegas Raiders were unable to beat the team (laughs) with no name. What a shame, Pete, for the Kansas City Chiefs to see their division rival lose. How Um, does
2: Washington not have a name yet? Right. They're getting it it in the
1: offseason. It's coming in in the offseason.
2: Right. But it was reasonable last year, right, because everything kind of went down. You have a full offseason. To, and really you could have had business people working on it during the season last year. I it's stunning that they don't have a name. At this point, they it's actually become a cool name.
1: I think they just they should just keep it at this They're not me. um I mean they've what? taken some time. They've they've ran some photos. Is there a Vegas you know, favorite on Twitter I don't polls? Even know what's that the would, latest on it? V- Vegas wants nothing to do with this team after what happened on Sunday. Seventeen to fifteen, the final score. Oh. Uh both teams now six and six both on the on, season. Yes. Taylor Heineke continued to Impress, um, you know, however you want to put that, uh, 23 of 30, a buck, 96, two touchdowns, the interception, Derek Carr coming up small in a big time moment. Um, you know, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but just, um, you know, just, just, just hanging out. Um, this this was kind of a weird game. Washington's time of possession, 33 minutes, 43 seconds to Vegas is 26, 17 Um, it just kind of felt like Washington was in control. It was a close score really all throughout, but it it always felt like Vegas was chasing. Um I know you were Which is weird know,
2: because they were winning with less than a minute left, but I, I know what you're it, saying. It, yeah,
1: it, it never it never felt stable. Like it it, it no. like you just kind of felt like and I know you were you were getting ready to to get to Arrowhead, but I mean, like, you know, having watched this whole game it It just felt like it was it was not gonna last. I mean, they didn't score you know a touchdown uh, Vegas till the fourth quarter. You know what I mean like and that's like it just you know like who are you mad at now, uh some awful uh injuries in the aftermath of this game, Logan Thomas on the washington side Pete tied in. Uh, who's been really phenomenal for them, uh, converted quarterback. By the way, people love to say Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer. Bruce Arians drafted Logan Thomas Bruce to be a quarterback. Um, and uh, now he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL, Arians. but, you know, go figure. Uh, and Kenyon Drake, who also took to Twitter uh, to let people know about the play he was heard on and like how it. the NFL has to work on this. And that's that's a shame. Um, you, you hate to see anything I, like that. I like
2: Drake's tweet there. Not, I hate the situation with them getting injured. But the NFL has all these rules, especially this year, it seems like, about dumb stuff. And there are many, many other areas of focus to be had where they need to address certain types of play. I don't disagree with it. Like, stop worrying about people taunting, which is... I've said this before. The WWE stuff is the best part of sports, period, when there's a little bit extra. Then they're they're like, oh, let's get rid of that. Meanwhile, there's no penalty on that play.
1: I agree. I mean... And I, I hate this tweet, but you see this tweet all the time. Um, and I hate it because it's not original. Like, I, you know, let's just be original with our, with our comedy here. Uh, but whenever a fight breaks out, people say, how could the fight be happening? They got rid of the taunting penalty, you know, like because the NFL said, you know, this is supposed to get rid of fighting. So whatever. But, uh, but back to this game, this was, you know, this was Vegas. Like, hey, you know, I, I was impressed by them on Thanksgiving um, to a certain degree. But you know they—they have—they've never felt like a stable team. They've obviously been through an enormous amount of things this season, um, and we've seen that take its wear and tear. Pete. It just—you you had to win this game, though, if you were Vegas, you had to. You there was no way you couldn't not win this game, and and they did. Um, and no, they didn't rather, which is really. Unfortunate, and now they're six and six. Really entering the the meat of December, and their upcoming games: Pete at Kansas City on Sunday, as I know you're aware, then at Cleveland, and we'll see who they are. Then the Broncos, so that's uh you know two and a half frauds at least over the next three games. Then at Indianapolis, and then the Chargers to end it all. I mean, that's that's a hard way to end for the Raiders.
2: Problem is, they're they're now sitting in the ten seed, and there's so many teams in the mix in the AFC. You almost have to go perfect if you think they're gonna make the playoffs, period. And it's not gonna happen against those five teams. It's just not. Even even the Colts and Carson Wentz, who who the who the hell saw that coming? That's a tough matchup for them and probably what's gonna be a must-win game if they're gonna make the postseason. And so this was probably the quote unquote end of their year in a sense. And <clears throat> it was a story and and this is where it's tough. I I think with everything that happened in, in Vegas know taken taking over some of the stuff off the field um you know the the rug situation they became in a in a sense likable and, and you were kind of rooting for the raiders to dig themselves out of the rubble but i just don't see this as a playoff team the football team on the other hand is spicy they're winning ugly every single week but to me they have a um a method to their madness they were seven of 13 on third down in this game they have the 48-yard field goal to take a lead with 40 seconds left. There's a, a final drive, a deep shot to Zay Jones that they knocked down. And Heineke isn't fancy, right? But he's a winner. I know you hate that, RJ, but he's just finding a way to win these football games. And he's playing his, his brand of football. He's completed 70-plus percent of his passes in four straight games. That's kind of absurd, despite the lack of air yards, I know. And Washington is 4-0 and in, in so, the games, and,
1: and, and that's the longest streak in the NFC. Heineke is very interesting, uh, to say the least, but let's not forget he went scoreless in the second and third quarters here. Um, so you know, far from perfect. I know you're not, you know, saying he's perfect, but they are very interesting. And I will give Ron Rivera and the Washington football team a lot of credit. Their season looked to be done and over. And, you know, and and what's more is they do. By the way, the NFC East, not the the trash everybody thought it would be again. You know, and I I've said this a thousand times. I hate when people, when they predict seasons, they just repeat the stories of the previous season. You know, like like how many people Pete Sweeney said, ah, I bet you the NFC East can be won with, with seven wins this year. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. th- things aren't as I never, you know, for what it's worth. I never said that. So you didn't, but a lot of people did. So those those things yeah, grind I my wouldn't gears. Say that about you, you? Um and, but the NFC East is low quality. Again, not the utter trash that it was last year. But <clears> Pete, in spite of how low quality quality is that washington has six wins and none of them have come against the nfc east or excuse me only one of them has they beat the new york giants on that thursday night football game but the reason that only one of them has come against the nfc east is because they have five games left and they are all against the nfc east i don't know if you realize this or not so starting this sunday huge huge game of the nfc east washington hosts the dallas cowboys that game's at noon i do wonder who you got
2: in that game do you have a prediction for that early prediction
1: uh, well, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook have the Dallas Cowboys as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, mm. I, I've, I think it's going to be a little tight. I think it's maybe a, a tight sort of uh, game. Maybe there's a, you know, a Tony Pollard touchdown in the fourth quarter that breaks it open. Maybe they cover that way. I think the Cowboys win, but you know, if, even if the Cowboys win, even if the Cowboys lose, they'll get a chance to make up for it two weeks later. This is Washington's next five weeks. Their next month, they play yeah. two teams. They have Dallas at home, then they are at Philadelphia, at Dallas, and then they get Philly at home before they visit the New York football Giants uh, to end the you regular know season. I'm hey, I'm hang on, Pete. I, I want to say I, one thing. I what? think that Washington has taken the word football away. I don't think we can call them the New York football Giants anymore. They're, the, they're just the New York. They don't deserve that anymore. They've it's taken the, that. They've yeah, it's the Washington from. football team, and the Giants are just the New York Giants.
2: Well, the Giants don't deserve any any nice comments or any compliments I should say at all at this point they they're embarrassing. I want to get to that next game coming up. You said our friends at DraftKings sportsbook want to give me four points for my carnitas burrito. What are we doing? Can you can you lay the points? Do you do you have enough confidence in um, your own
1: team? So we are even, steven Right on on Chipotle well, I mean, burritos. This, I mean, this is a carnitas
2: burrito we're talking.
1: No, about no, here, no, no, so. no. But I'm but I'm saying like to date, like our our mm-hmm. score to date. For anyone who's unaware, Pete and the I South have ev- don't don't check the tape. We've been every single week doing Chipotle burrito bets. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we but we are we're caught up, right? We're square. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. A carnitas burrito bet. I will lay the points. I'll give you four and a half. Cowboys right. in Washington. We'll on check Sunday. back. Check back right. next Monday. Uh, lock it in. Let's um. What do you want to head next, Pete? I guess let's go to the, the other NFC East game that was of note on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles and the, the come up of the week. Gardner Minshew. What the, what the hell? Get, get the win. We're giving up my award. 33-18 over your New York Jets, Pete. Wait winning. a minute. Uh, I don't, Gardner, I don't know it was this speculated all we week about long, this. Uh, might uh, you know, get the start for Jalen Hurts. Comes to pass before the game starts. He goes twenty of twenty-five, two hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns, both of them to Dallas Goddard, who I very wisely left on my bench. Not at all bitter about that. Zach Wilson did his best, twenty-eight or twenty-three of thirty-eight, two hundred twenty-six yards, two touchdowns himself, and an interception. This game was kind of interesting early. Uh, before the Eagles pulled away, the Jets' Pete fall to three and nine. The Eagles six and seven. There is a heartbeat as far as their playoff chances are concerned. But a huge congratulations to the Come of the week, Gardner Minshew.
2: Um. I cannot believe you did that. That's <laughs> obviously my award I've only given it out every episode of this this podcast that we've done dating back to the It just felt right. I had I want Michael you to know Kissed there was there era.
1: was no there was no plans to do that. It just felt right. Just off the, the pro- cuff. I had to do it. The,
2: the problem with it and here's what it, you you're just you're the the definition of inconsistency when it comes to awards. So you, yeah. you, of you started out you're like, "Oh, I'm going to have a new award every 2 or 3 weeks." And we've seen like the Thanksgiving dinner award, the green jacket was, was floated out. The, from, uh, the of raspiest
1: that. voice of the century then, goes to Pete Sweeney today, then by the way. Just so you you
2: know. steal the yeet of the week, and as a commenter correctly pointed out, you don't even know what you're doing with it. And now you're taking the most prestigious award in Monday Football Monday, which is the come-up of the week. And the come-up of the week is not only for Gardner Minshew, it's for Minshew mania in general, because oh! you're gonna, you're going to have a situation here And we all see it already because the questions are already being asked by Sirianni where Hertz is going to come back. And guess what? On December 19th at noon central, one Eastern, whatever it is in the West coast, Hertz is going to lose to the Washington football team. And then you are going to have Philadelphia saying, we need to run the table. We need to put Minshew out for these final three games against the New York Giants, the Washington (laughs) football team, and the Dallas Cowboys and Minshew Mania right after Christmas. It's going to be the, the Christmas gift that nobody wants. It's going to be Minshew Mania in Philadelphia the come up of the week. And it's a, a, a future come up of the week. Wait for December 26th. That week of Christmas, people are going to be clamoring for Minshew, especially, and I predict this, especially when Hertz loses to the WFT. There you go. Coming
1: soon, come up of the week. I like it. Look at how prophetic. Well, I had you feel.
2: to, you know, when you go and steal my content, I have to adjust in <laughs> the fly and make sure it's unique. So there you go.
1: That was seriously, Pete. That that run right there, just I mean, that was peak Pete Sweeney right there. The New York yeah. <laughs> Giants. I mean, just look at this we guy. He he don't to... miss, Pete Sweeney. No. Um, yeah. this Step you fair. know. This game ended with four Jake Elliott field goals. Those were the, the last four scores see in this if game. I wrote
2: any other notes. I had to go on the fly there. Did I really, no, I didn't really write any notes. Miles Sanders, Buck 20, Goddard, welcome back to the universe. And yeah, Elliott with the four field goals. That's all I had as well.
1: Mm, congratulations to Gardner Minshew. Congratulations uh, to our friends at Bleeding Green Nation, who now on their bye week have to deal with two weeks of, I think Gardner should start over Jalen Hurts. That won't get annoying at all.
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
1: Okay, Pete Sweeney, where do you want to go next? You pick. Give, give us again. Give us a direction.
2: I I just pick anything. We got to get through them all. And because I just want to have enough time at the end, I feel like we always don't leave enough room for
1: ourselves okay all right then let's let's start you ready to start the blitz round the the fast round the fast you got the dancing shoes on ready to toe tap your way through this
2: so we're going to try to go a little quicker starting now that that's a good idea start that earlier so i know
1: we should you know just so everybody knows everybody's on the same page the pace picks up. Here we go. The right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Pete you get the win at the ATL. Nine and three. The Bucks are the three seed in the NFC. Thirty to seventeen. The final score. Atlanta falls to five and seven. Um, this season predictably just meh for the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Yeah, Falcons are done. This is more about the Buccaneers. Uh, the Falcons are just in year one of of what is the rebuild. I know there, there will be questions surrounding. Matt Ryan and and maybe why they didn't go in a different direction, especially because Pitts has been good, but he, he hasn't been the advertised world beater, great tight end. He may develop into that. I, I don't think the story's necessarily written on that. But you go the rest is
1: still unwritten. You go
2: with Pitts instead of the QB. And you know, Matt Ryan is now gonna be a year or older, and you're sort of in the same uh position, kind of in the middle of the, the pack in, in the NFL. And then the Buccaneers continue to just pile up wins i don't I, I i think they're a better team with antonio brown i know there's there's rumblings that they may mm. not bring him back and i think there's still a solid football team and a solid pick to win the nfc even without antonio brown you're seeing rob gronkowski you know we, we're talking about pits and young tight ends gronk he last year pretty clearly was out of shape for like half the year And then half the year moving forward, he became just the same guy that he was with Brady in New England, and that has not changed this year. He stayed in shape and is continuing to to put together another solid season and had the two touchdowns in this game. Leonard Fournette, I thought he was kind of this playoff special guy, and this would be more of a, a tandem this year. But he is proving that he is still a valuable asset in the NFL. And the target number on Chris Godwin yesterday.
1: 17 Un- targets.
2: Unreal. Who has 17 targets? You only really see that in Green Bay with Devontae Adams for the most part. 15 receptions, 143. I should not have traded him for Saquon Barkley leading into this game. I oh. as I was watching this. And, uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. But the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know they're a little bit behind in the NFC, right? We're looking at it right now. They are the number Third. three seed. Green Bay has the tiebreaker because of the conference win uh, percentage, but they're still right in the mix. Would you be stunned if Tampa Bay didn't really run it here? And, and who knows if it comes back to them and they get the, the buy? I wouldn't. It's a solid football team, has a couple of bad losses, but I, I think everything's right in front of
1: them. First of all, doing a great job picking up the pace. We are uh, but second of all, uh, Tampa has was that, the bills. Was that facetious. Tem- Tampa has the bills next week. What? I'm very interested to see who the bills are on Monday night, uh, whether they are, you know, frauds, whether they come out. I and, cannot and wait for this game tonight. I'm it's going to be awesome. Back.
2: I, I I'm, I'm as we're talking about carnitas burritos. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. I might have to go after I do Andy Reid today and get myself a carnitas burrito for this game. Um, I definitely need a nap. <laughs> As well.
1: Uh, okay. Very quickly here, I want to go through the final, and this is our last deeper game. We will pick up the pace. We promise on the next games. But okay. I want you to just, Pete, win, win or loss. Okay, we're gonna go through the remaining games for Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. You ready to play? Yeah. Who do you want to go do first? Tampa, Arizona, Green.
2: Are we going? Are we, we're skipping Kansas City this week.
1: No, 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 no. I'm saying we're we're just. We're, no. fin- we're tying a bow on this game. We're heading to the I'll rest to of the it. games in a moment. So, But wh- I wanna, while we're on the subject of the NFC playoff picture, I want to do this really quickly.
2: Oh, okay. I got
1: it. I got it. All right. Hit me again. Okay. Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I'm just going to ask you to pick wins, losses for the remaining five games. Who do you want to do first? Arizona. Okay. Arizona. Next week, they have the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football. Win or loss? That is a win. Okay. Then at I Detroit, think. that's a win, right? Yeah. Then the, then the Colts Christmas weekend. The Colts are spicy, but I'll still st- stick with the Cardinals, I guess. Okay, so that's and then at Dallas in the penultimate week.
2: Well, of course, I'm gonna go with my Cardinals in that one. Okay, and
1: then Seattle to end it. I don't
2: even think if current... you
1: even if you have them losing, that's probably the one seat is is Arizona because we're giving them four more wins. Right, okay. and
2: and 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 Cliff probably benches everybody in that right. week.
1: Right. Okay, so. Let's just that's say so, so they're, they're the one seed. So Green Bay is nine and three at the moment. Then coming out of the bye, they have Chicago on Sunday Night Football.
2: Oh, that's a win. Come on.
1: At Baltimore. Hmm. Toss up there for me. I'll give that one to Lamar. Okay. So then Cleveland on win. Christmas weekend. Win. Win. Minnesota. They lost to the Vikings. Win. You know, okay. I,
2: they're going to beat the Vikings. Stop and
1: it. then at Detroit to end the regular season. That's another one. Yeah. And again, may, that might be if they're like entrenched or if they are entrenched is not having the buy, they might just rest everybody because they won't have a buy. You know what I mean? In that final game of the regular season, maybe Detroit
2: gets two wins. Who knows? A, so a quick point, a quick point here, and then we can continue. But that, that's what's interesting about Baltimore. You never know if you're going to get MVP Lamar or like the M- Lamar. That's kind of like teetering because if right. teetering Lamar shows up to that game then the Packers will win. So that's a little bit of a toss up there.
1: Uh, Tampa's final five games. They are home against Buffalo next week.
2: <sighs> Man, I think Tampa wins that one too. New
1: Orleans after that. That's a win. And then at Carolina, that's a win. win by all. the way, firing Joe Brady on Sunday. And then at the Jets, and then Green Carolina line. to wrap it up. Yeah, that's, those are all ones. So, I mean, I don't think, you, I don't think Tampa gets the one seed, is, your, is the, to answer your question. So, uh, but speaking Being of errors, the,
2: the parody in this league,
1: right? In our league. That's right. Speaking of Arizona, now the blitz begins. Uh, This was painful for me, Pete Tooney, because uh, in my connected franchise on Madden with my cousin, I run the Chicago Bears uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, But the Bears, not enough for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins' return. Arizona winning 33 to 22, the first team to get to 10 wins. Uh, this season, James Conner, 20 carries, 75 yards, did have a receiving touchdown to go along. Kyler Murray, only 11 of 15 in his return, did throw two touchdowns. But Andy Dalton also threw touchdowns and four interceptions, throwing the ball 41 times. Gross.
2: This was a, a real complete defensive effort, I would say, for um, what was Arizona. They were hitting Dalton all day. They ended up having three sacks, number of quarterback hits. Uh, they had four picks, ton of passes defensed. You like the Cardinals because they really feel like one of the most, if not the most complete team and consistent team in the NFL. And I under, understand maybe some of the concern with Kyler Murray's um, numbers, but I saw enough in his body, right? He, he looked like the old Kyler Murray, where I think you really feel good about the stretch. He may not have been 100% in his return to the, the field on Sunday, But I saw enough to say he'll be 100% by the time the end of the season slash playoffs roll around. And the Cardinals, you know, I I have seen this now a lot this morning, starting with Good Morning Football and and some of the ESPN Twitter accounts and whatnot. And folks are saying, well, why doesn't anyone talk about the Cardinals? Well, I mean, I I, I don't know what the answer is to that, because you you do still, I think, see a lot of people picking Green Bay and, and and Tampa,
1: like you just said. Yeah.
2: But maybe the the team that's clearly going to win the N- NFC is right in front of us, and and we are missing it a little bit here.
1: Kyler Murray, by the way, friend of the SB Nation NFL show, spoke to us during the Super Bowl last year. Maybe he'll Kyler be playing on it this year. Friend of the NFL show, yep. Um, let's move on. Pete, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes, you know, when the Sunday games are on, you kind of have the thought like, oh, this is one of the ones we're going to dive deep into on Monday Football Monday. I thought this would be one of those. The Los Angeles Chargers took a 24 to nothing lead against the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Bengals roared back, narrowed it to 24-22 before the Chargers just went off in the fourth quarter, scoring 17 unanswered to end it, 41-22 to the final score. Austin Eckler, not a big day on the ground, uh, but did, you know, have a couple of nice runs. Justin Herbert, 26-35, 317 yards, three touchdowns and the interception. Yeah. Some people saying Joe Burrow outplayed him. Uh, this was the matchup of the 2020 number one overall pick, the number six overall pick, who got it right, blah, blah, blah. But the Chargers got the win, at least today.
2: I like both of these quarterbacks a lot. Still 1A, 1B type of thing for me. This was a great game. I know the score doesn't depict that, but this is why NFL coaches are so crazy about turnovers because the Chargers, as a lot of people like to make the joke, were charger right? They were up at 24. The the Bengals got it to 22. They tried for a two-point conversion, ended up failing. And then Joe Mixon has this fumble, and it completely changed the game. It made the Chargers stop what was a, a complete fall apart. Uh, Tavon Campbell picks it up, returns it for 61 yards and then all of a sudden it's 31-22, and then it reset the Chargers back to the beginning of the game. I, it's such a momentum game sometimes, so we like look at these box scores, but unless you really looked at this game, you'd say this was a blowout. This was not a blowout. The mm-hmm. Bengals just gave it away, in a sense. They were going to win. I'm telling you, they were going to win before that fumble.
1: Give it, away, it, give it away, give it away, give, give it away, give it away. Yeah, now.
2: yeah mixing, you'd be mixing it up, and, uh, and yeah, that was it. So 41-22, both of these teams are now 7-5, and five, RJ.
1: The Indianapolis Colts got a thirty-one to nothing blank of a win over the Houston Texans. Uh, Really, not a ton to say. Jonathan Taylor, awesome. Carson Wentz, you you teased at the beginning here. Um, I don't believe bad day
2: for the love of your life, Kirk Cousins. Good day for your arch nemesis, Carson Wentz.
1: um, I do not believe that Carson has hit the threshold yet to secure. Um, Philadelphia's pick that they receive from Indianapolis being a first rounder, but it's like right there. Um, so it's, I mean, it's going to be a first round pick. You got to play them. Uh, you have to play them now. There's no choice. Well, I mean, but the Colts look like a playoff team. I mean, again, this this was not a close game. I mean, so this will be a great episode of Hard Knocks uh, on Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I say they look like a playoff team, P twenty. But they are the nine seed. They are seven and six. I L- like <laughs> I said, the
2: AFC is insane. Oh, year.
1: dude. I mean, like just for perspective, the nine seed in the NFC is your Minnesota vikings at five and seven okay and so i I, I just
2: kind of explained
1: (laughs) so the colts are seven and six uh behind as far as wild though three wild cards at the moment in the afc the buffalo bills and could be the new england patriots again depending on tonight the la chargers and cincinnati Bengals, the pittsburgh steelers are the first team on cincinnati's heels so indianapolis right there
2: yeah and and this is a team the afc in in the afc club meeting you know, like you know, what do they call that? in the little rascals, the the clubhouse. I'm probably dating myself here, but all the oh, other AFC teams should be should be banding together and saying, We gotta keep this Indianapolis Colts team out of the playoffs because I don't think anyone wants to play what is this tandem of Carson Wentz and I don't w- buy so it. I don't, I don't buy that Carson Taylor, is part
1: of a tandem. I think Jonathan I think you Taylor, and Car- I think you and Jonathan Taylor are the same tandem that Carson Wentz and Jonathan and- Taylor
2: are. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. You can just see it now. Close your eyes. Okay, here they are in the playoffs, the seventh seed. They're playing on wild card weekend. And what would they play, the third seed or the fourth seed? They play it, the fourth well,
1: seed. right? And, uh, and they're playing the
2: fourth seed wherever they are. They would have John, to
1: become the five seed to play the fourth seed.
2: Whatever, whoever they're playing. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, the third seed. Jonathan Taylor is just running and running and running and running and bleeding the clock. And it's a three-point game. And all of a sudden, the Indianapolis Colts come into your city where you had a pretty damn good year and they're the seven seed, and they just knocked your ass out of the playoffs. So the other AFC teams really need to get it together here and make sure Indianapolis doesn't make it.
1: There are very few f- fantasy players that come along that just, you just, you just, it's, it's awesome if you have that ride. Um, Derek Henry's obviously been one of those guys, but you know, like the OG, like when we were growing up, Pete, you know, like in high school and college, like your your Sean Alexander's, your Ladainian Tomlinson, Jamal your, Charles. Come on, your Jamal so Charles's, your your Arian Foster's. You know, like those were these like you get yeah. on, you ride the ride, and you get a title. But uh, Jonathan Taylor doing that. Let's move on. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins last year six touchdowns on Christmas. Uh, the my Mi- uh, yeah that was Alvin Kamara. Uh, the Miami I Dolphins beat the New York Giants twenty to nine. I don't know if you have Ugly. seen this stat floating around, Pete. The New York Giants have not had a touchdown involving a running back or a wide receiver. Hang on. I want to get this right. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, the no, no Giants wide receiver or running back has scored a touchdown since October. <laughs> Sweeney, Halloween, uh, Halloween you, tra- you traded for Saquon Barkley. I bet you're regretting it right now.
2: I watched some of this game because it was on the, the early slate. And what I noticed, and this is something I think Giants fans can take away, is that there really is not that much difference between like what Mike Glennon looks like and what Daniel Jones look, looks like. There really isn't. And I think if Daniel Jones plays in this game yesterday, I think it's 20 to 9 Dolphins. Like, that's, that's how I feel. And that's a freaking problem. I, 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 I've said this before, but they need to get rid of their GM. Joe Judge is a is a Joe joke? I, I don't like Joe Judge. They need a new quarterback. I, a point for Miami, who again because they play in the AFC, they're kind of still in the mix at six and seven. Their defense was really good in this game. Mike Mike Glennon was pressured on sixteen dropbacks, and so if that happened to Daniel Jones, it would have been the same result. And he completed just five of thirteen uh, attempts under pressure, and that was a passer rating of fifty point eight. Tua. Is good enough, kind of has a Washington, AFC Washington type of of thing going on, Mm. in my opinion. And the defense is really going to drive this team if they are able to make a late run here.
1: Um, I don't think they are. This is their remaining. Defense is coming on. on. They're on bye, then they get the Jets. Okay, cool. They'll get to 500. W, seven, then and seven. Okay, but then they're at New Orleans. Maybe they win that Woo-hoo. game. So, okay, uh-huh. they're eight. Then they're eight and seven. And you mentioned it, they're in the AFC. Right now, at six and seven, Pete, they are the 13th seed in the AFC. Uh, but so their final two games, even if they do climb above 500, are at Tennessee. And the New England Patriots to wrap it up. Now, maybe the Patriots have the one seat or something secured. Who knows? But I don't think that, you know, 10 and seven is is good enough in the AFC, to be frank with you. But um, and even if they do somehow get there. Well,
2: the problem that you're right, because the problem is they're not beating the Patriots. No, the the ceiling is three and one.
1: The the, the thing here is they're not. So I don't know if you realize this, Pete. They were one and seven. (laughs) They are six and seven they have ripped off five wins in a row and this I told is something you
2: they're the afc washington
1: this is something we track at blog the boys because their first round pick next year does belong to the philadelphia eagles so imagine when they were one and seven every eagles fan thinking we're getting a top five pick this is going to be sick and then the dolphins just rip off all these wins in a row uh good for miami New York, you suck. You don't deserve the word football anymore. Pete uh, twenty. the Los Angeles Rams woke up offensively. Granted, it was against the sleeping Jacksonville Jaguars 37 7, the final score. Matthew Stafford had a nice day for one. Sony Michelle uh, with Daryl Henderson on the mend. 24 carries 121 yards and a score just a nice day a needed day for the Rams to kind of calm everything down everything had not really gone well for them yeah. throughout November uh so they've stabled the waters they're eight and four now still a little bit of a road to end the regular season but a nice win nonetheless
2: Sony Michelle looked pretty good when they acquired Michelle I was a little confused as to why they why did, did that because I, I don't think you really saw this in New England and I, I don't know if he's a starter in the NFL, but look, he's a good one game replacement. I think the key for the Rams and, and you know, you're know you not going to get many keys out of this game was that Stafford did not give the ball away for the first time since week eight. And the Rams are five and zero oh, when Stafford doesn't throw the ball away. There was a moment in this game, and this is my final point about it, where Jalen Ramsey, um, he picked up a fumble and they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he wanted to return that thing so badly. I mean, you could just tell. He still celebrated quite a bit on the sideline. But he really he really wanted a touchdown against the Jaguars. He almost got it, but, but not to be.
1: Um, last game to get to before we touch on the night football, Pete Sweeney. Um, I don't know if you heard, but on the look ahead, I issued an apology to Vic Fangio. You should. I did because yes. I said, you know what? You guys clearly aren't the frauds that uh, I said you no. were. You know, I said that. And I, I stand by, you know, I, I never regret apologizing. I think it's always nice to make somebody feel better. You know what it is? Right. What it is. I'm sure he was but
2: listening to that. Yeah. They
1: may not be frauds, but they are definitely hypocrites at the very least. Pete Sweeney, <laughs> after the Broncos housed the Cowboys, I want to be very clear here that the Cowboys lost to these losers. <laughs> um, after the Cowboys got housed by the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick came out and said, you know, the fact that they went for those early fourth downs was disrespectful. That's that's disrespectful. I view that as you trying Completely agree, us. Yeah. Completely and yeah. lo and behold, <laughs> the hypocritical, <laughs> fraudulent loser, Denver Broncos, wow. come out in the first half and go for three fourth downs on a drive oh, that wasted 20 minutes of our lives that didn't end in a single point. Embarrassing. Banish them. I cannot believe the NFL on purpose with full cognitive decision-making put them into prime time what a disgrace congratulations <laughs> to the Chiefs.
2: well you know the nfl put this game in the prime time prior to the denver playing the chargers and we would have all said the Chargers are probably going to win that game and denver would have came into this instead of being six and five they would have been five and six right and i i, I didn't get it either probably should have kept the other game because the you NFC know, West, know what the NFC West was the, was games the, are the, always good. The
1: Chiefs the Chiefs got the Dallas Cowboys bump. That's what happened here. Chiefs, you know, Chiefs need that bump, right? They beat the Dallas Cowboys, NFL says, "Oh, look look at this well, Chiefs team we hadn't been paying attention I, it, to." They they okay, it was cool all right, that we'll put that them in the prime
2: team. It was cool that that week the Cowboys got to play America's team. And I will say you have to really like what Kansas City is doing right now defensively. I wrote this in my reaction to the game right afterward. It's nice the Chiefs are keeping themselves alive for even a potential first-round buy because, as we're about to talk about, New England and Buffalo have to beat up on each other twice. Maybe they split, and if Kansas City just runs the table somehow, um, maybe they pull it off. Who knows? But what I, the offense is not good enough to win the AFC. It, it isn't. And, and you know, if you you want to pick one side of the Chiefs to to be sure of right now, I, I think a lot of people would pick the defense. And I've said the same thing every week, that maybe eventually Mahomes and, and Reed and these skill position players that continue to have drops and fumbles and, and whatnot will figure it out, and you can meet the defense in the middle. It's been a very, very unique and and strange year in KC where you had the worst defense I have ever freaking seen. It's the same guys, mostly. I mean, you had a couple come back from injury adding Melvin Ingram into the mix, who looks unbelievable right now. I can't believe Pittsburgh traded him in conference. He he looks that good. And they look like the best, maybe, defense in the league. It it doesn't make any sense. It breaks your brain when you watch it. Uh, But again, the offense is not good enough to do anything in what will be a tournament with the best teams in the AFC. So that needs to be uh, figured out. The Denver Broncos, I I think, are eventually going to move on from your boy Vic. And, uh, apology or not, I, I think this is probably his, his last little stint because they're not going to make the postseason
1: apparently. hypocrites, 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 hypocrites. Um, yeah, yeah I mentioned it earlier uh, about the Cowboys and chiefs winning in primetime this week. This felt very much to me, like the emotions that like looking at it through the prism of chiefs fans or trying to, at least the, the way Cowboys fans felt on Thursday night, like you're supposed to have this elite offense. Dallas has obviously had that at, at times this season and just a game. It, I actually tweeted on Thursday night. It shouldn't be this hard to beat the New Orleans Saints. And it shouldn't have been that, you know, close for as long as it was for Kansas City against Denver. Uh, again, given how hypocritical and loserish the Broncos have been. Um, Travis so, Kelsey
2: and Tyreek Hill have been curbed this year. I mean, Oh, dude. There was I no, mean, I know,
1: I know Tyreek's got all these catches, but like Tyreek might be, I don't, I don't know if there's like somebody tracking this, but Tyreek might be responsible for half of Mahomes' interceptions. I mean, honestly. Well,
2: his Here's own. the stat. I, ha- I have this. Mahomes threw his 12th pick on Sunday. That matches his career high already. We have five games to go. And then five of those interceptions have come off of dropped passes, including three by Tyreek. And then, you know, you kind of look at, at Twitter with us, and this is more of a Chief-specific thing, so I'll say it quickly. But Tyreek is a little bit more of a body catcher than he is a, a hand mm. catcher, and that you can kind of see that in the film. He's a great receiver, but sometimes those will just bounce off your body, essentially. And I'm not sure he necessarily has the hands of like a Devontae Adams, for example. And you're seeing a lot of these, these tough picks bounce off right, at, right off of Hill and then into the opposing defender's hands. And that's fine against Denver Broncos. Is it going to be fine if you run into the Indianapolis Colts if you're playing the Buffalo
1: Bills or New England Patriots? No, it's not going to be. So they got to figure the, that out. The Denver Broncos host the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Is there any way that the Lions put together two in a row? Oh, what do you mean anyway? Definitely. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? This
2: is I'm on the Lions train now.
1: I'm with you, Pete. We, we wanted, we're ready to do this right now. Lions winning on Sunday? Lock it up. All right, cool. Uh, last game of the week, the New England Patriots mm. visiting the Buffalo Bills. This first is great. place in the this AFC. Is gonna be, this is a playoff game line. tonight. This is a playoff game tonight. I'm do so have, pumped up. Do we have a Manning cast tonight? Do you know? Um, I, I hope.
2: I don't know. Uh,
1: well, you're not going to watch it either way. I'm I'm double checking here. i been doubling um, a
2: little bit more than I was earlier in the year.
1: We do have a manning cast tonight, and we do have the guest. Oh, uh, let's see here. I'm looking at the guest list. Um, we've got uh, tonight. I don't know, but either way, I'm, I'm I think uh, <laughs> David Letterman is joining. Oh, David Letterman. Is I might religious. have to
2: watch the manning. I'm a big Letterman guy. I never enjoyed Leno. I know Leno won won all the ratings. I when it was too much for me. Letterman who, who, was who more tracks my style. This stuff?
1: Who who tra- I guess you no, no, when you're from New York, concrete jungle. The dreams yeah, are made here. I yeah. Letterman, I mean it, to me he was a better act. Well, anyway, um this game's going to be fantastic. The Patriots have not lost since they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills have put some life back in uh, the thoughts of them being one of the top teams in the NFL, certainly in the AFC. Uh, but the Bills have had some rough losses. Pete, I'm, I have already predicted. Um, I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think that the Bills are terrified of losing this game. Because if you lose at home on Monday Night Football, to the big, bad Patriots again after you know the bills have spent the last year with our joe choa you know at their side saying we run this now this is our mm-hmm. division you had your your time new england it's over brady he's in tampa tampa whatever you want to call it this is our division now we're going to smash all the tables we're going to get all the primetime games josh allen etc i think buffalo is terrified of losing this game and facing what, uh, the reality again
2: what's the DraftKings number on this game
1: i got it i'll look it up right now but um, so
2: no so I, I, it's probably what I would guess is probably our, a pick
1: Our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook have the Buffalo Bills favored by guess how many?
2: It's got to be no more than two and a half.
1: It is exactly two and a half. Let's see, yeah, I gotta,
2: I gotta move to Vegas. I, 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 I'm excited for this game. I had mentioned, you, you know, you look at the the AFC and and the playoff picture. This is a playoff game, and and here's why because. You know, We talk about the lone AFC buy. The Patriots are currently sitting in in the one seed. When you get that buy, that's a playoff victory, right? So you're essentially right now competing for a playoff win, and whoever wins this game will be in that position. And so for me, I'm watching this game, and I want to see what these teams uh, are made of. And what's crazy about this, for the other teams in the AFC, the Chiefs who I cover, the Titans and the Ravens, the Patriots and Bills play each other again in two weeks. So you really want them to split this. And so I've told Chiefs fans, I think the Patriots are the better team right now. You ought to be rooting for the Bills, and then maybe it flip-flops the next time. You know, Bill Belichick gets the film and McDaniel and the whole Patriots crew, and they're able to figure it out. I think the Patriots win both, though. Um, I tend to think the Patriots are actually going to now win, win the AFC buy. Uh, I just think they're a more focused team. And I like Josh Allen, not as much as you like Josh Allen. But I think he has a, a problem in the sense of if he doesn't have a Good start to his game. It kind of tailspins for him, and Bill Belichick just has these guys conditioned like a well-oiled machine right now. And 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 sort of agreeing with you, that's what what I think makes the difference in this.
1: I don't know if this factors into your prediction or not, Pete. But the weather forecast for tonight in Buffalo: strong winds with bitter cold wind chills. Bursts of snow will combine with wind at times. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I
2: like it. I like it. it. It seems like a Mac Jones night. That's all I'm going to say. It seems like Return
1: a Mac Return of the low-key level football stars of Mac Jones. Return of the <laughs> low-key level football stars of Mac Jones. Um, nice. Uh, well, that about does it, Pete. We've said it all. Do you have anything else that if you don't say, you will not be able to sleep tonight?
2: Well, I mean, just to go back to John Harbaugh and, and Coach Pacino. I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're not going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do?
1: We'll see you all next week.
0: Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.